Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of I Am The Night, the weekly show where a friend and I break down episodes of the legendary Batman the Animated Series. Now, my usual co-host, my son Adam, is off in Edinburgh visiting his girlfriend and their family. I hope they're having a lovely time. So once again, I've had to find another co-host, someone who'd want to talk about this stuff with me. Uh, My buddy Max wasn't free, but we've decided to do something really special with the next couple of episodes. I've got one of my best friends in the whole world with me, Damien um, Walker who I've thrown into this world feet first without a float or anything just to see if he can sink or swim in this crazy world. And he's watched a couple of really important episodes and he's joining me today. Damien, bruv, thanks for being here, mate. How are you? Oh, I'm good, thank you. Hi, everyone. Hi, hi Adam. Thank you for this opportunity, mate. <laughs> oh, you're more than welcome. Um, so listen, obviously, this is your first foray both into podcasting and into batman the animated series i i gave you this box set a while back and um i know that it's opened your eyes a little bit so give us your initial thoughts on the show and what you've seen so far and then we'll talk about these episodes all right um well this this is really fantastic this this uh animation like set in the like 50s style which is absolutely beautiful lovely lovely uh like cars and and uh the women are marilyn monroe-esque like (laughs) figures and that which is which is fantastic but yeah no this um sorry no don't be sorry keep going okay this is um you know this is this is all new to me as as um as you said and it's it's opened my eyes to the the world of comics and I'm, I'm absolutely loving it so far great stuff well as i said these two stories we're going to be talking about first this week we'll be chatting about the two-parter heart of steel and obviously the marilyn monroe-esque figure is vitally important and this is a, an important show for a number of reasons but we'll come to that now i don't know if you ever saw as a kid the classic 1940s Superman cartoons by the Max Fleischer Studios. Uh, this episode has a lot of that with the giant computer with the electricity going around its head. It's very like the old black and white movie serials, which we both grew up with, like your Flash Gordons and stuff. What did you feel of that whole um, feel of that 40s, 50s classic horror sci-fi era being brought into the show? Oh, I absolutely loved it. I loved it. You know, it, it reminds you a little bit like uh, War of the Worlds or something like that. You know how you how you imagine when um, when the, the the aliens come down and all that kind of thing. It's it, and you know the, the computers will take over the world kind of thing. It's like it's it's, it's amazing. It really is. It's great stuff, isn't it? And it's great as well that we both said already that this show looks like sometimes like it's set in the 50s, but sometimes with the technology, you know, it's closer to modern day. So, And that's what makes it eternal. That's what I think a lot of fans who never watched it first time around in 1992 when it came out still love it 30 years later. As a new viewer, do you feel that as well? Do you feel like this still show still works today? Yeah, yeah. But it, um, it, it's very relevant to today as well as it was back then in the fifties, like because you 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 hear of um, you hear of all these stories of uh, people how the, you know they thought that you know machines would take over the world in you know and um, you look at like the series of like uh, Buck Rogers and all that kind of thing you know the flying cars and everything like that it's it's 
it's all it's all that kind of um, imagination of of the era of um, the child, you know, like like flying cars, spacemen, and and aliens and everything like that. That's the future we thought we were going to get when we were kids, wasn't it, mate? And where is it? What we got? Yeah, a couple of electric yeah. cars, and that's it. Where's my hoverboards? Damn it! Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. The, 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 the nearest thing we've got is about if you tie yourself to about six drones and pull yourself up, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> more like 60 drones with me mate <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very i'm very close to you don't worry though <laughs> um this brilliantly said mate i agree with you completely the writer bryn stevens is clearly a fan of all the classic sci-fi but more modern stuff as well with some of the characters and some of the situations he's put in to the show and the director Kevin Altieri is one of the most famous Batman the Animated Series directors and they've thrown a ton of sci-fi references into this including I don't know if you recognise the voice of um, the scientist Blake, uh, Bruce's friend Carl Rossum he's played by uh, William Sanderson who is a very important character in the Blade Runner movie did you recognise oh, his voice at all? I, I, I didn't to be honest I, I really didn't um, it's it's really weird because like like you know you see you see him on on that and you're thinking it's like when when you talked about before um um luke skywalker being the voice of many like, yes um you know and it's like but i can't you know to picture them as that person is like wow it's it's, it's mind-boggling yeah absolutely well jf sebastian was the character he played in blade runner who was huge because he was the one who designed the androids and there's so many moments in this episode, especially the rooftop scenes and the rain and the battles and the yes. way the androids come at you, which is so Blade Runner-like. And the glowing red eyes brings to mind stuff like the Terminator. And you can see yeah. that all these references from classic sci-fi, like you said, from the 40s and the 50s all the way to the present are there. And it's just so much fun to watch as a fan of not just Batman, but as a fan of sci-fi and uh, fantasy in general. Did you see any of that? Did you spot any of that as well? Yeah, I did. I did. The... The, the sci-fi, the fantasy, and everything like that. Even in the in the way of the drawings, if you look at like the the sci-fi comics and the sci-fi like um, pictures, almost like um, a little bit like um, uh, the Queen album with the robot. I can't think. Yes. Voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's very much, very much like that. You know, the dark, sinister uh, creature. You know, it, it's. It's very, it's very moving, shall we say? It's um, it's, it, if you if if you're a little little kid watching this that don't like, you know, can't watch a film in the dark, <laughs> it, it could be quite frightening. No, you're right. Absolutely, there's some moments in this episode. As I said, this one's almost like a sci-fi fantasy horror. I mean, the bits where you discover that that lovely Marilyn Monroe lady is actually a robot. It's something like out of the Terminator. When you see them break exactly. down and the fake flesh fall off and they're like very yes. skeletal and and terrifying underneath it can be quite scary but you and i both know that kids do like a good scare it, it gets their emotions going and and they get invested but even as an adult i thought it's quite an exciting episode quite an exciting story yeah yeah very much so but even so you know like like there's, there's parts of it where i wanted to hide behind the couch you know <laughs> it's like i don't i don't like this <laughs> oh mate 
I mean, you hear the spooky <laughs> eyes, and I mean, even the suitcase at the beginning, because yes, exactly, exactly, the suitcase when it when it, when it just like protrudes the legs, and then it's walking, then the eye comes out of his head, and it starts <laughs> like like looking around. It's like I, you know, this, that's what that's what reminded me of like um, when you see like War of the Worlds and that you know yeah. the the legs protrude totally. from from the sp- from the spaceship, and then the eye comes out, and then the, it's like okay. This is this is a bit different. <laughs> this case is on the case. Exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was weird that they set that um, tone. Like it's quite an emotional thing that when those hordes of characters are walking out of Wayne Enterprises and they're not quite walking like people do, they're like shuffling they're almost robotic. like robot. Yeah, they're cold yeah. and emotionless. And, then she just leaves that case there. And all you see is this beautiful Marilyn Monroe-like silhouette, as you said. But you know something's not quite right. And when that case yeah. wakes up and goes to town in Bruce Wayne's office and he's forced yeah. to be locked <laughs> locked in, what did yeah. you think of his way out of that locked room, though? Well, Bruce Wayne's yeah. way out, or the oh, Bruce Wayne's way out is unbelievable. You know, he goes over to the court. He go the the um the guard tells him you you got to stay here, and he's like, yeah, yeah, right. And then he goes over to the corner, <laughs> presses a button or something on the wall, and and the whole like corner of the wall just t- revolves. It's, it's it's typical classic classic Batman. So do you it reckon really like almost every office in all these buildings has got that kind that's of way what, out. That's what I was case. thinking, which is, which is a bit creepy because you can go in there and, right. and search for stuff, which is a bit, mm. right. Yeah. It's like, Oh my God. He's, <laughs> is, but it's just like you said, so Batman, he, he doesn't have any yeah. situation that he hasn't got five or six ways out of, but also as well, <laughs> the fact that the uh, air unit on his roof has got a hidden backlighter in it. Yeah, what? exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's like, it's like, yeah, exactly. What else has he got in those cupboards? <laughs> yeah. Holy hidden yeah, but... Batman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I just want to go back to the the part with the yeah. when the woman walks up to when when she walks up to the the security desk. Typical security man reading the book, not paying any attention yeah. to what's going on. <laughs> I just That's wanted to so point that out. It is. It is. security. I'm sitting all night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's been a couple of books in. Oh, hello, pretty girl. Yeah. Hang on, she's exactly. something. What? There's nothing in it. Let's yeah. leave it. And it comes to life. Ah! Exactly. <laughs> Typical. Typical. But yeah. You know. So yeah. good. But um, do yeah. you also like the way that Batman's depicted in the show that he's not indestructible? There's a few times when things get a bit when hairy. For him. Yeah, it, it shows that he is human. You know, he's, you know, you, you see all these other superheroes who come from from faraway galaxies and planets and that who are who are you know indestructible and and everything you know nothing can hurt them. Okay, they have their their um, their kryptonites as you say, but you know then they're not as vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And it, Batman in Batman it actually shows you that he is vulnerable. He's not you know he's not this this cast iron. Um, human being, he, he is. He, he's got. He's got weaknesses. And but that's something he doesn't. Like 
Ah, ah, that's what I love about him. But the thing is, is that, that he he knows how to to protect himself against these weaknesses, and and that's the one thing you know. We we all have weaknesses, you know, but sometimes we don't all all know how to to guard against them, and and he does, you know, and and that's what why why I think Batman is so approachable. Well said, well said, mate. Right, so we talked about the technological monsters and terminators yeah. and stuff like that but did you not find there was also a bit of like the invasion of the body snatchers thing going on with the way the hard act the evil computer which had gained life um replaced mayor hill and commissioner yeah. gordon so many important gordon, figures yeah. in gotham with their robot doubles what do you think about that aspect yeah. of it yeah it, but, but even like if you use your imagination even that could be true today you know this could actually happen one day you never know you know and that, and that's what's so so intriguing about these these cartoons and and that is that that it is it, it could actually happen you don't know and it, it it's fantastic it really is it's just it it's it's everything it really is it's it's a, it's, a, it's childhood dreams coming true <laughs> and nightmares <laughs> Oh, yeah, and nightmares, of course. Because, <laughs> obviously, I didn't realise, obviously, this show's like 30, almost 30 years old, 28 years old now. And yeah. they were talking about AI back then. I mean, the exactly, way they saw things creepy. happening, yeah, it's mm. it's stunning. But, obviously, yeah, he chases the suitcase, he chases the girl in the car, in the back glider he pulls out from his rooftop hideout. Yeah, and exactly. then like, she shoots him down, and and he goes crashing into yeah. the rocks in that real stunning yeah. cliffhanger ending in the first episode. What did you make of, of that bit? Well, the first thing I liked was the, about the when she goes to the car because she gets in the car and it's all like like self automated and everything, and then she goes um, intruder and that. And it, and it, the, all of a sudden you see the, the the two cannons come out the back of the boot, okay, and then they just start shooting, and you see Batman like swerve, swerving left to right, left to right, and it's like, you know, you you know, well, you you think that that Batman's going to get away from this, and you think, oh well, you know, because he's Batman, he, he's invincible anyway, you know, but then all of a sudden he gets he it gets. The, the glider gets shot and he comes crashing down into the into the scene. The next scene is that you see him laying on the on the beach, you know, like unconscious almost, you know. And it's like he is he is vulnerable, you know. Totally. And is that car? James Bond would be jealous, right? Oh God, yeah, God. <laughs> and, uh, be- beautiful, sleek fifties designs, you know, beautiful, beautiful okay, era for like curves and. No, they don't. They don't. You know, yeah, but she, she definitely Assy. um, she clipped the black back glider's wings, didn't she? And then poor old Batman yeah. hit rock bottom. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was all washed uh, up at the end of it, wasn't he? He was. He was. He was. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I know that you, like me, are a huge fan of Alfred and yeah. his reaction when Bruce gets back with a broken glider. What do you think of what you've seen of Alfred in the show so far? Uh, what I see of Alfred is 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 classic, classic Alfred. You know, uh, very dry sense of humor, the, the the British sense of humor. You know, and yeah. it's, 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 
it is dry, witty, sarcastic in, but we're, we're in in a nice undertone way, rather than you know like being being um, malicious. Yes, you can feel the love there, can't you, between Alfred and? Bruce? Oh, you can, you can, you can. There is very a maternal instinct, you know, uh, there where it is, but but you know that he's got his he's got his distance, but he's very close as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. But obviously, Bruce is Bruce. He chases yep. down the blonde and gets shot down. But he goes to see his friend, Carl Ross, and played, as we said, brilliantly by the wonderful William Sanderson. But we have to talk about Leslie Easterbrook, who plays Runda, Runda uh, Dwayne, the yep. seductive blonde who Bruce in a classic piece of comedy writing says, well, she's only human. But yes. we both know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, uh, that's, that's when, when, when he said she's only human, I thought, okay, you know, this could be, because like, you, you, you see them, um, you see them like, um, still the, um, the little, they look like SIM cards, but they're actually the, um, again, uh, years what, ahead of their yeah. time. Yeah. Yes, exactly, exactly, and that. But then you know, she, he he goes, uh, he goes. Let's go look around for some clues. And he goes, she goes. Why? She goes. She's only human. It's like that is such a, a classic yeah. thing because, like, you know that if it, like if it was, she was robotic, she'd be very methodical. She wouldn't do anything. But he's thinking, oh, no, she's only a woman. Well, she's only a human being. She, you know, it's. They're bound to make mistakes. Yeah. And it's like, it's really good. It really is. Of course, Bruce being Bruce, as he can't get answers from his mate, says, well, maybe I can get answers from the hot chick. I mean, obviously, he's just thinking Bruce Wayne, like, oh, gorgeous guy. I'm asking her out. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, I can, I can, I can, I can manipulate her into, into uh, giving up information. You know, I can, I can swoon her. How wrong was he? How oh, did you very, f- very. Yeah. How did you feel with her walking around the house alone and what she discovered? Well, the the moment she went down, she she found out where where the entrance to the back cave was. The secret entrance to the back cave was in in the in the um living in the living room area. Okay, she goes down and then then she goes. Uh, Bruce Wayne is the Batman. It's like. Ah, you know, puffs. it's that quickness. <laughs> yeah, it's that quickness yeah. of, of identifying it. You know, whereas you know, Batman is so guarded against being Bruce Wayne or Batman. You know, his relationship with Batman is so guarded, and all of a sudden, she just goes down there and goes, "Oh, he's the Batman." You know, it's like, well, okay, this is this Help. is going to end badly. Yeah, exactly. Totally. And the character is so brilliantly played because she's got that lovely seductive voice. She's really beautifully drawn. And, of course, I've got to talk about the actress that plays her, who is uh, Leslie Easterbrook, a very, very famous actress. I don't know if you remember the Police Academy movies. Yes, I She do. plays Callahan. No. Yes, that's really? Callahan from the Police Academy movies, who plays that Terminator lady in the Batman episodes. Yep, indeed. Yeah, what... My my favorite my favorite police academy uh, um, person yeah character you know <laughs> I wonder why 
I don't know. It's the big guns she likes. The guns, yeah, definitely the big yeah. guns, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's move swiftly along before our wives hear us. Yes. Oops, sorry. Now we have to talk about, and this is where this is a historical episode, and I didn't realise until I rewatched it, and I'm so glad I'm talking about it with you, this is the first appearance on the show of young Barbara Gordon, Jim's daughter, who goes on to become Batgirl. And you said to me, chatting before the show, that you could see something special in the character straight away. Yeah, straight away you could see that, like you know, that like uh, when when her father when her father got um, changed changed it to the the robotic uh, father, shall we say? Um, you could see that that. She was very like, what, what's going on here? The way that you're answering me back with, um, it, I, I'm yeah. fine all the yeah. time. And then with her, with her favorite little Teddy, you know, when he just like knocks it off onto the floor oh, and then it sits down. I know, <laughs> poor little thing, you know, you should never do that to a Teddy. That's Teddy's cruelty, that is, you know. But but no, and then you see the next scene after he's knocked it off is it, her looking at him like quizzically, like like puzzled. It's like this is not right. There's something not right here. So yeah, you can see that she's got this uh, detective brain in her. Which is... oh, totally from the first appearance yeah. and the way she tracks the things down to blowing the uh, makeup powder on the keypad to working out the button presses to get in and, and stuff like that. It's just yeah. So brilliantly done. You feel this this character is yeah. really cool, and unlike most of the Bat family and most other tragic superheroes, she doesn't become a hero because a loved one's been murdered or for revenge or whatever. She becomes Batgirl. We'll see that over the course of the show because she has a passion for adventure. She's got an inquisitive mind. She wants to help people. She's just born a hero, and I do love that completely different take on this kind of character and you see it like you said from the first appearance yeah very much so very much so but also it makes you wonder what's she actually doing while she's at college you know whose home is she breaking into (laughs) (laughs) well i just think she's learned a lot from her dad that he doesn't even know he's passed on um we interviewed a, a fantastic writer called cami garcia a few months back and her dad's a criminologist, and she's written some of the best detective-type um, Batman, Harley Quinn, and Joker stories of recent years. And because of her, and the way she was taught from a young girl to never get into a car that she doesn't recognise the trunk mechanism of that she can get out of, has made me look at cars in a completely different way. I've never looked <laughs> at the boot of a car. Yeah, it is. Yeah. God, yeah, you never thought about that, would you? I was exactly. like, um, wait Don't up. Get into car, you can't get out of the boot off. Uh, oh, exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> very so strange, very, very strange. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. That, that's, that's fantastic. <laughs> so, Ronda Dwayne gets into the back cave, yes. hacks the back computer. And the first yes. half of the show ends, the first episode ends with literally Batman being caught by his own traps and hoisted exactly. up. Exactly. And like, talk about a gripping finale, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it left you on, the, on a, you know, like a cliffhanger. Yes. 
hanging on the edge of your seat. Absolutely. Exactly. So what did you make of that? I mean, could you imagine watching that show weekly as a child back in the 90s and being left like that? <laughs> that oh, yeah, it'd be... It... It would be oh, it'd be annoying, wouldn't it? Because like you'd be like, I want to watch the next one. Where, where's the next one? I want the next one now. You know, it's like it's like when you watch any like like series that you get into. For example, like Gotham and and yes. that kind of thing. You know, it, when it like you you watch one episode and then and then then it's like oh, but I want to watch more. So you know, imagine. Um, being a kid back in 1992 watching this on a weekly basis. I mean, how lucky are we oh. with Blu-rays and DVDs that we could just binge it? Exactly, exactly. It's it, it, it's a godsend, it really is. I'm so sorry I've done this to you, mate. <laughs> but yeah, you could go on and stick episode two on straight away, which you did. Yes, exactly, which I did. <laughs> which I, This is what normally happens whenever I borrow anything from you, any like DVDs or anything like that. It's always one after the other after the other. You're, you're a bad influence on me, you're you know welcome. that. My wife, my wife gets really upset with you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, she doesn't. She loves me. Of course she does. Of course she does. You know that. <laughs> You're welcome. So, we were lucky. We had episode two. Yes. We put it on straight yes. away. And how yes. awesome is the way Batman just got out of that? Obviously, he built it. And his acrobatics, dare I even say it, um, were quite phenomenal. I mean, what do you think of his escape route out of his own trap? Uh- Oh, fantastic! A little bit uh, would have been good with uh, with uh, Robin in the circus, you know, one of the Graysons. He would have been fantastic because, like, the way that he got out of it with the with the loop up, the swinging like loop up, and then he got hold of the the fuse box and rendered the fuse, you know, uh, ripped the fuses out and made it go down, which is fantastic, you know, typical Batman esque, and and it really is. It, it's it's like you're on the edge of your seat going, how the hell is he going to get out of this? Because you, 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 you can't think of it. Like, But the way he does it, it's his bat mind is, is unbelievable. Vintage, vintage acrobatman. That's what I like yeah. to call moments like that. So yeah. he's out. He knows who the enemy is. People are getting replaced left, right and centre all over Gotham City. Jim Gordon, Mayor Hill so many others what did you think of that classic moment where bruce gets invited to the mayor's house uh no sorry to the gotham club to join in a very exclusive club and he walks into the room the lights go out and then those red eyes switch exactly exactly because like all of a sudden you see like like uh about three pairs of eyes then also you see another three you know another two and that and it's like this this is this is this is trouble but you know, you you you're thinking, how's he going to get out of this one? Mm-hmm. You know, and then all, then all of a sudden, like the light comes on, and and, and the uh, commissioner Gordon and um, the scientist—I can't think of her name—Miranda come yes. forward, come forward, and then they then they they tell them tell the others to get him, the mayor and that to get him. And then, then the fight scenes erupt, and it's it's fantastic. It really is. It, it, the the animation in it is, is 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 spot on. The it's just it's just style. It's pure style, and that's it. I like that. I like that. Yes. Pure style. 
because you do worry when uh, Babs and Barbara caught switches on the bat signal and Bruce thinks it's the Batman thinks it's it's Jim Gordon calling him and it's Barbara. But I love the way he doesn't belittle her or talk down to her. He believes her. And then that exactly. rooftop fight with the robot fake of Harvey Bullock was just yes. brilliant, wasn't it? Absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And then, and then um, when when she grabs hold of his leg with the with the batarang and and pulls him off, and he goes crashing into the into the the bat signal and fries. Okay, yeah. and you can see that that she thinks that she's killed him. And she's heartbroken. And, yeah, yeah. You can see the heartbreak in, in her eyes and everything. And then, and then all of a sudden, you see like this is when you realise that they are real robots. And that is that, that when when he all of a sudden his skin just come bursts off, and you've got the 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 um the the electric uh, the skeleton yeah. of a robot underneath, and he starts going for him. And then the the Batman just chops off his head, and that's it. All done. Game over. Yeah, because once Batman knows that's not a person, boom, that's you're it. finished. I mean, he'll protect exactly. life, but a robot, forget it. No, and, you, and it's just exactly. a great. That was the first real. Let's talk. Let's think about this. That was the first real team up of Batman and Batgirl. She's not Batgirl yet. No. But again, the way he yeah, yeah. respects her is is a lovely to see. Don't you think? Yeah. No, it's absolutely fantastic. But then, yeah, as you can see, there there is a. There, there is something there, isn't there? Right from the, right from the beginning, even before she becomes the the Batgirl, as you said. But it, it's just, it's just fantastic. It really is to see, to see them two work together because you, you always, you always see them as the arch enemy, like not arch enemies, but enemies, mm-hmm. and that going after each other. But there is that, there is that respect there as well. No, it's Batgirl, not Catwoman. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. going off on to yeah, yeah. Back goal, back goal. Hero, goody. Yeah. Um, but yes. yeah, I mean, let's talk about again some of the actors because I don't know if you. But this is this is unbelievable. The caliber of talent they got on this show. Even the voice of the evil computer Hardak, Jeff Bennett, right. is a legend. This dude is like the voice of half the cartoon characters you've ever heard. This guy, you're gonna, I'm gonna blow your mind. Though, is the voice of Johnny Bravo. Oh, and wow. Dexter's oh. dad in Dexter's laboratory. Ah, <laughs> oh. yeah, two two Same great dude. great cartoons. Wow, yeah. Johnny Bravo, <laughs> I just love. It. Oh, mama! Oh, mama! <laughs> and this is going to be even more mind blowing. The girl who plays Barbara Gordon, who plays uh, the future Batgirl, right. uh, who is Melissa Gilbert Brinkman. Now, you're roughly the same age as me, a few years younger. We grew up, and every day on TV, when you got home from school, you'd always catch the end of The Little House on the Prairie. This is the actress who played little Laura Ingall for untold centuries on Little House on the Prairie. Can you believe that? I'm gobsmacked. (laughs) Yeah. I'm speechless. My God, I, I... I watched that series with. We all did. I actually loved that, loved that series. You know, I used to watch it around my grandparents' house, and then then that's what got me into Little House of Prairie. You know, yeah. I'm not, I'm not ashamed to admit it. You know, oh, I used to love that, that series. That and the Waltons is ingrained into the world's oh, DNA. I think of everyone our era. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. That's the exactly. 
Little Laura wow. Ingalls is 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 Batgirl in the Batman animated universe, but she's a huge star. I mean, she's been on shows like Babylon Five, and she was actually president of the Screen Actors Guild for two terms. She got voted in twice, and she actually didn't want to run for a third because I think she would have gone for a third as well. I mean, let's think about it. this show ran for decades. It ran forever, yeah. and she even appeared in the movie sequels they did as tributes years down the line. So, yes, yes. very very important part of, of pop culture and TV history. And she's back, girl. Who knew? Who knew? It does. It disguises work well. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and she's not even wearing yet. So, <laughs> let's talk about how that ending takes place. That fantastic battle of Batman and poor little Barbara taking on these powerful robots disguised as people they love and respect, as Jim Gordon, they've really defeated Harvey Bullock as the mayor and, and all these powerful figures from around Gotham. A brilliant action scene, didn't you think? Uh, I thought it was fantastic, absolutely fantastic. When they go back, they go back to the to the um, cy- uh, Cybertronic um, Cybertron. Institute. Yeah, that was funny. Yes. <laughs> that's the planet yes. the Transformers come from as well. <laughs> Is that yeah, yeah? It's like Cybertron. <laughs> no. Just waiting for Maximus Prime to come along. <laughs> Roll out, Autobots. <laughs> there they go. No, but no, fantastic, absolutely fantastic fight scenes. But you know, when when they find that um, all the all the real the real people are, are, are um, in the in the liquid, you know, and yeah. actually, it's, it's unbelievable. It really is. The, the, the mindset of 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 like the fifties and then going, which could still be used today, is is brilliant. It really is. I mean, it's yeah, inspired the, so much stuff, isn't it? It has. It has inspired uh, unbelievable amounts of stuff. You know, with 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 films, with cartoons, comics, everything. Mm. Totally. Uh, but the the fight it's, scene I, I love. Isn't it great, though, that you get that sense of relief that, thank God, that they were replaced, but they weren't killed because they still need to tap into their memories, what they know and stuff like that. And when they're released, were you not blown away, by the way, without even thinking twice? The building was burning. Barbara turned around and said, no, I've got to go back and help Batman. What did you think of that? That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, you know, you you see the, uh, like, like, Becoming, as you said, Batgirl in, in in some respects. You know, she can't leave. She can't leave um, anybody there. You know, she has to go and save the life. And you know, Batman is a life, no matter what. You know, and, and it, a it, hero, clearly. It, exactly, exactly. So, but it's fantastic. It really is. Raised well, wasn't she? Oh God. But yeah, 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 yeah. Good, good moral standing, we say. And you always see, particularly in the older comics, where it's the hero that goes back to save the girl. And I just thought it was a, a brilliant, beautiful moment that when Jim Gordon looks back and says, "Oh my God, my daughter!" When the building goes boom, when the two figures come out, it's actually Barbara holding up Batman, helping him out. Yeah. Just that difference, because back in the old days, back in the less liberated, more um, sexist 
era of comics, it would have been Batman helping out the girl. I loved that touch. What did you think? Of yeah, that? I found it fantastic. That it, it just says that, like you know, as you said, in in the fifties, that era, you know, women were feeble. Women women can do anything, you know. And now it's saying no, women are just as equal as men. You know, they're they're strong. They're courageous. You know, they've got they've got a heart. They've got you know. It, it it is very very it's liberating shall we say oh well said well said i mean case in point the fact that the main evil robot was rando it wasn't a big yes. chunky monstrous terminator type guy it was rando no. and, and more dangerous because of it i think because you're lulled into that force insecurity oh pretty girl just the way bruce was and dangerous exactly. beyond dangerous exactly exactly you know very, 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 very um, dangerous, very, very manipulative because of the pretty girl, because of the figure, you know, the voluptuous figure, shall we say. And, and it is, it is very, you know, it's, um, it's, it's more dangerous than, than having um, a, a, a big, gigantic, you know, hulk of a man, you know, coming after you because it's psychological as well as, as physical. Totally, totally. And well, nature has said it with with things like sharks and prey mantises. And the famous song says it: uh, "The female of the species is deadlier than the male." Oh, very much so. Very much so. Great, great song as well. <laughs> great song. <laughs> Fantastic. So, Damien, obviously, this is the first time I've thrown you into this crazy world. Tell me then your main takeaways from this brilliant two-parter, your favourite bits, good, bad, things you liked, things you didn't like. Tell me about your view of Heart of Steel parts one and two. Uh, for me, what I liked, what I liked a lot was the, the drawing, the actual design of, of the, the cartoon. Um, I, I've always loved, like, Art Deco, 50s styles and all that. So for me, it's absolutely beautiful. Um, it was very... Um, it, it got your attention, the the cartoon, right from the beginning. It wasn't, it wasn't you know, it wasn't slow in, in, in getting your attention. It, it's a bang, there it is. Oh, okay, I can watch this. This is really good. You know, already right from the very, very start with, the, the, as you said, like the, the beautiful woman, the suitcase and, and that. For me, the, these are fantastic. And then the big robot taking out, trying to take over the planet kind of thing, because he, the, the, the computer thinks that, that the, the human being is not strong enough to, to do what it should do. You know, it, it's, it's just fantastic. The, for for a novice like me to be to be thrown in the deep end on these kind of on this on this two parter is it 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 makes you want more and that that's that's what it is that's what it's all about isn't it it's like leaving leaving your audience wanting more and boy does it work <laughs> you say novice dude you've impressed the hell out of me listeners before we started recording. Damien picked up this A4 pad of notes he's made for these this two-parter and blew me away. Absolutely blew me away. Mate, talk to us about some of your notes. I mean, because it was pretty, the amount of work you put into that, I'm impressed. <laughs> oh, I was... 
I the these uh, these cartoons are what twenty minutes, thirty minutes long mm. at the most. Each one was taking me about an hour because I was going back. At, you know, I was watching a bit, <laughs> then going back, and then writing notes, and then going back and watching it again, and making sure that my notes were correct. You know, I got I got scratchings out. You know, I just wanted, as this is my first ever podcast, I just wanted to be to be correct you know i i didn't want to make a, a fool of myself you know and and in front of of your listeners who who are, are far 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 more knowledgeable than, than i am in the in 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 the in the world of the batman supermans and everything like that so but i i just hope i just hope that um that i come across as as a, a wannabe a wannabe bat guy you know you come across as someone with so much passion and understanding because you've had some insights, which I'm sure a lot of diehard fans might not have had with your eye, the way you've, you've critically looked at it and your knowledge of like 40s and 50s sci-fi. I didn't, the era we grew up watching on TV was all the old serials from before our time was what we watched Saturday mornings as kids, the way um, when we got into our 20s, um, some of our kids or nephews and nieces were watching Batman the Animated Series every Saturday on a weekly, uh, on a Saturday morning. But, okay, I, I was 22. I was still watching it every Saturday because it's Batman. But nevertheless... <laughs> yeah, yeah. At 22, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't here. That's the only problem. At 22, I wasn't in this country, so I couldn't watch yeah. these kind of things. You know, but but I just... I just feel sorry for the youth of today because they didn't get to watch what we used to watch. You know, there's stuff like 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 this Batman's, uh, the actual series of Batman. You know, when they're walking up the wall on the rope. You know, classic Adam classic West. Batman. You know, yeah, that's Adam the one West, that got me. The, that's the one that started uh, it for me. Yeah, and for yeah. many years, I, I I said that oh no, Adam West, that's too childish. That's what ruined. Uh, comics for for so many people they expected comics to be like that but i have to be honest now looking back that that show got me interested in batman and i might not have wanted to read the comics or learn about the real dark night batman without that show so you've got to give it credit and one thing you got to say about adam west though the show was campus christmas he played that character straight straight laced oh. honest and beautifully he was fantastic in the role so absolutely amazing and also when you watched him in in, in the lights of family guy as mayor west and that it, all all it does here is is take you straight back to batman that and that is it that you know voice. it's exactly it's that voice it's that iconic voice of his and and it's it's just brilliant it really is but you know batman for me the old series was fantastic Buck Rogers and the 21st Century, you know these kind of series are. Um, totally. The, 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 this is what childhood was all about. Yeah, because I know because of this show, and I'm sorry, but thank you. I'm sorry that I've made you watch them out of order by watching this episode. There's one we're going to talk about next week in in an order out of what you were watching it. Had you managed to get to an episode called uh, "Beware the Grey Ghost" yet? No, I haven't. Not yet. Not yet. Tell me when you do, and then listen to the show of that one, because that one's going to make you happy. Trust me. That one's okay. Gonna make okay. Really happy. So that's it. We talked about um, Heart of Steel parts one and two. Is there anything else? Obviously, you wanted to pull out your notes. Any questions you had? Any more insights? 
No, I, I just want to. I just want to, you know, keep on watching. You know, these. Yes. This is you, you? You got me hook, line, and sinker with 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 your 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 bat tether. You you got me. <laughs> it's not fair. My work here is done. <laughs> That's it. Your 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 evil genius is 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 done. It what? is. It is. <laughs> Mate, thank you. That's the highest praise imaginable. Um, and obviously, your perspective as a new fan is important because we can't all be super nerds. I mean, how boring would the world be if we we, we were all God blimey? Can you imagine a world full of me? Jesus, I, I'd find it terrifying. Your your enthusiasm, you've brought a, a real ray of light into the show. I can't wait to talk to you again next week about the next episode. Absolutely fantastic. So, any last thoughts? Any last words? Any last comments? Uh, well, just want to say that without uh, without geeks like yourself and and many others out there, you know, we wouldn't be we wouldn't be able to watch these kind of things, you know, because they would, they wouldn't be the market to, to put this stuff out on, you know? So without, without, you know, fans like yourselves and many of your listeners, I, I would presume is, you know, thank you very much to everyone because I, I get to, I get to enjoy this now, which I never used to. So thank you so much for everyone. Thanks, man. Brilliant. Right. So, that's been Heart of Steel, which is episodes 38 and 39 of Batman the Animated Series, episode 34 of our little show. He's been Damien Walker. He is the knight. Together, we are the knight. And this has been the I Am the Knight podcast. But Damien, there's something our listeners and readers really need to do. What is that, mate? Read more comics. And watch more Batman. More we'll be back next week. Of course. Yes. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> See you later. I Am The Night is one of the shows on the DC Comics News Podcast Network. Along with the original DC Comics News Podcast, Mad Love, the Harley Quinn cast, and the Spinner app. All these shows can be found wherever you find good podcasts, including Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Play. DC Comics News and Dark Knight News can be found on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and YouTube.